Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the On My Block Packers preview podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wall, along with Packers all-time leading rusher, Mon Green. How we doing, bud? Man, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm excited for this game. So yes. we used to play on Thursday nights when it was Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving only. Now these guys are playing all the time. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Like I don't necessarily yeah. like it as a player, but when I put no. my fan hat on, I haven't watched football since Monday. I prom- <laughs> I swore off football on Monday after another bad referee call. Right. Storm- but I was only swearing off until Thursday. So with that said, let me get into this read real quick. Basketball's okay. back. Thursday night football's back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events whether that's the NFL, NBA, National Hockey League, MMA, tennis, boxing, esports, golf, we got it all. So head to betonline.ag AG, to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use your promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Amon, we're coming off first win. So we're 1-5 in, in the last six, but yeah. we're 1-0 and oh in the last one. So just however it's all perfect. How you look at it is perception. Yep. But we are but we are going into a Thursday night football game and we're trying to make it two in a row against the six and three Tennessee Titans. A good football team. Very good. Um, kind of I think it's actually tailor made for what we want to do right now. We'll get into it a little bit more, but there's a lot of people who are thinking like this is a problem. This is a problem game for the Green Bay Packers because of the way they can run and stop the run on the Tennessee side. Yep. But here's the first thing, maybe the most important right now. The injury reports on both sides are pretty serious. So we've got Devondre Campbell and Dobbs are already out, but Bakhtiari and Jenkins didn't practice yesterday and they're questionable for the game. Mm-hmm. So our left side of our line, our two best offensive linemen, questionable, both with knees. And I mean, obviously Jenkins had the ACL, but like, I don't understand what's going on. Do you, can you fill me in? Like you're up there. You maybe you're here to the grindstone. Like what is going on with his knee? I have no, I have heard nothing. This is like questionable seeing that when I just pulled everything up to get ready for the stream today. I'm like, oh, that's new. I'm like, uh, I'm like, what? I mean, Does he have sympathy pains. Like, I'm oh, not yeah. trying to minimize it, man. Because <laughs> got like real problems. Oh like, yeah. Like, dude, where did, what do you mean you're hurt? You can't be hurt. You're like oh. 24. You can't be. You cannot be hurt. No, I don't know what it is. Um, I mean, in terms of Dave, it's a, I just remember not too long ago talking to. Uh, I remember who I talked to about his surgery, and then he he had some infection. You know, mm-hmm. after that, after the main surgery, which was now two years ago. But obviously, the remnants of an infection obviously is bad. So that means growth of muscle. That means recovery of the muscle coming back full go. But he's out there playing. So it's like, you know, where I think it's more maybe a mental thing. Obviously, he doesn't want to get hurt again. I get that. But when you are saying, okay, I'm ready to go now and I've been playing throughout the season, you got to flip that switch and just be like, all right, you know, if it happens, at least I'm going to have to play my best, playing hard. Like right. I mean, he's and he's great at his position. Yeah, he's so good. That's why I, I said you got to question yourself there. I just saw this stat, and it's like, you know, minimum number of snaps is like 200 snaps or something. Right. But he's the, I think he's the only lineman in the league or left tackle in the league that has not given up a sack or a quarterback pressure in 200 or a quarterback hit, knockdown. I believe 200 that. snaps. So, like, he's like, he, it's crazy because he's next level, but then he might not. This might be the, what, second week out of three that he didn't play. Right. Right. Like, gosh, yeah. well, I don't know what we're going to do. Now, on the I other hope, side of the Tennessee side, okay. They've been beat up like they have been ravaged all year, and they're still playing at a high level. Tannehill's been out. Um, yeah, he just got back. Obviously, obviously, a Derrick Henry. Darren, yeah. um, right he now, so bit. Ben Jones, their best, their best uh, offensive lineman and center is out. Okay. Uh, Amani Hooker out. Bud Dupree, their pass rusher, their he, play, he plays right defensive end. He play, he'd be playing over Bakhtiari. Out. 
Now, Jeffrey Simmons, who I did not give Jeffrey Simmons. I got something going on with the singer. I got Jeffrey Simmons. I never give this guy he's credit a, for like the last two years because like he's he beat a, he's up an animal. He's a problem. Beat, he beat up on the Rams last year. And I'm like the Rams, you know, offensive line sucks. Blah blah. blah. Dude, <laughs> this guy played. He he's played a game against the interior line of the uh, the Houston Texans like two three weeks ago. Bro, right. I haven't seen anybody like that since like Hainsworth or Chris Jenkins. Like yeah, he I mean, destroyed these dudes, and he's questionable. So fingers crossed on that. Oof. Yeah, because that would be a blessing if he doesn't play. They try to save him for the rest of the season because he he's getting compared. He's doing some Aaron Donald type things out there. Not not quite obviously consistently, but getting getting close. Getting Aaron's close. Aaron's tough because so so Jeffrey Simmons is huge. Yes, he's a big. So guy. He's like so like I, you think of like Chris, you think of uh, Albert Hainsworth when he wanted to play. Yep. Those guys are like okay, I can I can see why they're dominant and they're huge and they, they got all the stuff going for them. Clayus Campbell's like a guy where you look, if you stood next oh. to Clayus Campbell, you'd be like, oh yeah, yeah you were you must be really good because he can like no he can like tickle your nose from like across the across the <laughs> hall. But but Donald, oh, like you just can't figure out your like your brain. My brain doesn't work well enough to like look at him and go. I don't even know how where I would grab him because he's so he's short. He's short. He's my height. He's like six one, six feet, and he it's only, like what only, the hell? Like they say off the books, dude. The dude's only like two seventy. I don't. Right. I think he's two. But even if he's two eighty, you're going like, no way. And all of a sudden, he throws you across the bar. Yeah, because right, he's strong, and because and you owe that to his dad. Put him in the weight room at age eight. Yeah, that, never, that, never let him that, come that, out. Base, the basement. He had that basement, right? Yeah, he had the basement workout. Yeah, one of my the brothers, kids. my one of my older brothers had a basement workout uh, facility in his basement. So I know that life. Oh my goodness! But so no, he's a problem. Let me ask you this: We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, yep. We touched on it at least. Is it time to call it quits on these Thursday games? Because you think about, I mean, you just look at how many guys are out and how many mm-hmm. guys like this knee, <clears> like the knee thing, for example. I don't think, and. I, I'm not trying to put down th- this generation, you know. Yeah. Christian Ronaldo actually just said this morning. He actually was in an interview with Pierce Morgan. One of the things that he said amongst he's bashing Manchester United. One of right. the things he said he was like, "These kids, this generation, like they don't have the same mental." He wasn't. Yeah, he he wasn't like trying to put him down. He's basically like, their brand, they're they're on TikTok. They're doing like they're all this other stuff distracting. Like they're not as hungry. And yes. I just I don't think, and I'm not, this is not an insult. But I honestly don't think these guys are built or like designed or produced, whatever the word is. I don't, they're not developed to play on short rest anymore. No, they're not built like us. That's basically what you say. And, and yeah, it's not. I don't want to say it that way, but yeah. They're not built like <laughs> us. And, it's, and, I, and I'm not saying it kind of like you. I'm not saying it in a bad way. It's just what we went through. And we, I, we, we talked about it before on the show. Our training camp, in four days of training camp, we had four full contact days both i mean eight, usually yeah, yeah eight usually practices, eight practices yeah. that's what i mean that's what i meant i meant eight i mean four days but eight practices yeah four days eight practices full contact so two by that fourth day you are in rigor mortis mode you don't know if you're coming or going it's groundhog day you wake up you're still in the same clothes you go to bed you still you're like what the hell is going on but then our bodies calcified they got tough we knew how to bang we knew how to fall down and catch ourselves and pick ourselves up. And it's because I remember starting to see, I remember back when Sam Shields, great DB, he came out of the game early because of concussions for the Packers. Mm-hmm. He was a rookie when they won a Super Bowl. And that next year or two years after that, it was had to be the 2012 season. When I saw him on game, recovering the receiver and trip and fall down and bust his shoulder. And I'm like, what the hell did I just see? You're saying they didn't get to play outside when they were kids. Exactly. That's what you're saying. You know, yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're, saying that stuff. Climb, you're saying they need to go climb some trees. We need which to climb the tree, fall out the tree, you know, yeah. you which figure is, it which out. Is that's absolutely true. That's you dust yourself off yeah. like, oh, man. But so, yeah, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, come on. High ankle sprain. I know I played like with 12 of them. Like, I hear that every week, even in basketball. I'm like, come on, I uncle spring. I'm like, get off the court. Yeah, don't you know come the, on the court. You know what the problem is, too? I mean, if we're just being honest, like, yeah. I remember myself being tougher than I actually was. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Like, my injuries, you know, so like our injuries were more severe than theirs are. You know, there's a little bit of that going on here. But, but I on it, but I do, I think everything you're saying is true. But I just know that, like, my own personal, like, my kids would be like, dude, you weren't that tough. And I go, yeah, you're probably right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
But I, I, I having said that, yeah, it's, that's, with the amount of with the amount of it, it's like guys take Wednesdays off now. We never used to do that. Uh, yeah, earlier, they got career, Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. Earlier, earlier in their career than they ever did. Yep. It's just listen. If you don't, it's like if you're not constantly grinding. We call it greasing the groove and lifting, right? If you want right. to, if you want to get good, at something you got to do it over and over and over. If you want, because yep. you want your body to like repeat that pattern so you can do it automatically. Hundred percent. If you don't do that. Uh, if you're not used to doing that, if you're not doing that in every in all part of your process, like it's it is really hard to get to get healthy. But yes. enough enough of the old head stuff. Yeah. So so AG, we finally found a balance on offense last week. We run yes. for 200. We throw for 200. Beautiful. So Beautiful. we're coming off a win in a short week. We're playing against a team that's really good against the run, really good against uh, really good running the ball, and really good against the run. But what I'm trying to figure out, okay? So Green Bay is now averaging 18 and a half points a game. So we're up from 17.1 last week. We're giving up 21, which is like respectable at 16th in the league, but you know, on right. balance, you can see why we're one in five in the last couple of weeks. Exactly. Um, our yards per rush is damn near five. We're at 4.9. We're doing 130 yards a game. All like those are all good numbers from the running game, and it only went up last mm. week, obviously. Right. We're giving up too much on the run with Derrick Henry coming in. 4.8 uh, yards per carry, 140 yards a game. Yeah. And you just what I'm wondering is the formula that worked last week. It seems like it has to work this week in order for us in order for us to be successful. It does. The, the big question is, do you think? And this is kind of a fundamental question for you, Jesus. Like, mm-hmm. do you think Matt Lafour has to have Aaron Rodgers throw the ball? Is like, is there a need when he goes home? Is there like, man, I have to have the kid throw 35 times a game? No. Or do you think he's satisfied just going? I just want to win. If he has to throw it 20 times, I'll do that every single game. Right, because right. until last week it didn't look that way. I say if he studied, which I know he's did, because he's the coach. He mm-hmm. studied this film and watched the film and broke it down on every level. Remember what they did last week and stick to that script. Um, just go go with the game, but leave with the run in every situation. Start every drive off if you can, especially that first drive with run two, three straight run plays, and then off a of play action, then a pass off that. Continue with that because that is the secret sauce because we said it, the simpleness for the players they have. So you know, you look in your locker room between guys that are out, between guys that have the experience to play, and now guys that are gained a little bit of confidence, Christian Watson, to catch the ball and get open. Now, but stick, you'll keep going to those guys, but stick with what you're doing and not change a whole lot. Just add another layer of a play-action pass off a run play that they already have going on there. That's it, because this defense, as you mentioned, stingy. Their coach was a stingy player as a linebacker. He knew his stuff, coached by Bill Belichick, who takes your best players away, and he understands that in his process of getting his team ready to play football. Aaron's got – he's 14 for 20, 208 yards and three touchdowns last week. Yeah. Now, that stat line – from I just praise QBR is probably off the charts, whatever, the, whatever their metrics is, whatever the nerd, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's three touchdowns. It's a, the thing that's most important is we were down 14 and they stuck okay. to the game plan. Exactly. Cause usually that 14 point, we've been in these games, dude. And it just depends where it is. But they 14, bell. all of a sudden they're like, AG hey, might as well go sit on the bench, bro. Cause we ain't running the ball anymore. Yeah. We're belling. Yeah. We everybody else, hey, Fox two all go. Right. Right. So if they can continue to do that, because we don't, you, we're going to show some tape. Like Derek Henry is he's, as he's big a, a freak athlete as anything you've ever seen in your Wrong lifetime. Like he's a different man. So Ooh, Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel is one of my favorite guys. Uh, he's one of the best coaches in the league. And the thing that I, for me, kind of knowing him through our agent and kind of, you know, knowing him through some friends and, and, oh, and nice. seeing this from afar, Right. He is one of the best at preparing guys to play a physical brand of football. Like he, like this is one of those situations where, in my opinion, your team completely is the reflection of the personality of your coach. Yep. Right. And that's where we've had some situations this year where um, you might say that the other team is playing more physical than we have. Like Detroit's probably the most recent example. Although I thought so we, played, right. we played very good, uh, very good against the Cowboys. You know, I can also make the argument that they ran for a ton against us. And Aaron Jones is creating a lot of things. Our, you know, we talked about the Titans and how well talent. they did. Yep. But, but, but there's all of that. But this is one of those teams that can really put it on you. They're not scoring a lot of points, but they're not giving up very many points. They're giving up like 18 points a game. Yeah. Right. So this is this is one of those games like like this is something's got to give, and it just depends like what kind of what kind of uh, party are we going to try to crash tonight? Yeah, it's going to be interesting because I said very stingy. That means well disciplined and tackling. 
and the D-line knows how to fill their gaps along with linebackers. We'll show it last week. We'll show it from last week because the Broncos actually did a fantastic job. I think they held Derrick Henry like 53 points. Now, Uh, 53 yards. Yeah, 53 yards, sorry. 53, 53. But Ryan Tannehill's back, and I I knew Tanny from Miami, and I got to tell you, like, you know, everyone's got their own sense and sensibility about about Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill Mm -hmm. is a tough SOB. Right, the kid yeah. is, a, is a competitor. He was a wide receiver in college from AM. Yep. Mike Sherman, like our guy, brought him over, drafted him. Uh, him and him and Joe drafted him to, mm-hmm. to Miami. And listen, he's you, you go through a bunch of different offensive coordinators, things don't work out. Like I was with that second yeah. regime, like you had no chance in that regime, the way things were going with the leadership there. So he gets over here, he does really well, he gets a big contract, and he leads him to the playoffs. So last year, I think they were the number one seed. But then he throws like three picks in in, in the Cincinnati game, right mm-hmm. against against Joe Burrow. So there's still these question marks around him. One thing he can do, and it kind of suits this offense: great at play action pass, great on the move. The kid can absolutely scoot. Like yeah. he's not as dynamic a runner as like Lamar Jackson, but as far as straight line speed, he can, he can absolutely it. move. They got Traylon Burks back. He's been out for a week. He was our number one pick in the in the mock draft this year. That mm-hmm. you know it was either him or Christian Watson for us going back and forth. Super yep. talent, um, but really, it's going to come down to one guy. Can oh, we yeah. stop? Can we stop the big man? So, big boy in the middle. Let's let's watch a little bit of this Space tape. Eater. Space eater. These and guys are run first, right? It. Yes. This is a run first offense. They run fifty four percent of the time. They got guys. You know, they they were in twelve and thirteen personnel. We're going to show a different uh, a couple of different things here. I just want to. It's kind of like an appreciation post almost to watch this guy in action. Yeah. You see the way that he makes one cuts and hits the hole. And it's like, good luck trying to arm tackle this guy. I mean, he's got that kind of speed that's sustainable. And you look at this. So they get into 12 personnel. And what I want you to notice here is the double teams are fantastic. And they do a great job of cutting off the backside. So 87 does his job against against a starting defensive in the National Football League. When your tight end can do the job on the backside, you get big, big plays. Yep. Here they go fullback, but again, it's just 12 personnel. This is against, I think, against the Houston Texans. Yeah. And again, I think it's the right tackle now. If we watch the right tackle from the end zone copy, AG. Mm-hmm. I mean, you tell me what you see here as you're running this place. Are they going to shift? They're just going to run. They're just going to run inside zone to the left. Isn't that 92 blast or 93 blast? So, so AG, so this is like, this is more like, um, it's just more like a 60 lead, right? Because you, because yeah. because the, the back. I'll say 93. I'll say 93. Well, yeah, without the fullback, right? Yeah, without, without the fullback, so a 60. Yeah, so I'll say 63. So tell know. me what your read is here as a running back. Here you're running, so, so it's inside. So for everybody else at home that doesn't know what 60 is, inside zone to the left, we're running inside yeah. zone left. Tell me so what your read is. My first read, I'm looking at the outside hip of that place I guard. Mm-hmm. So when I see him, how he's getting up to that D lineman, then I know, okay, that's that that hole starting to get secure. And I see the center coming off about to be the double team. Mm-hmm. So I know I have a two-way go. Now, the backside number 90 for the Texans, if he mm-hmm. gets cut off properly, I'll have a three-way go. So I keep my shoulders square and my body square because then why, by the time I get the ball, I'll know which way I can go uh, in this play. And boom, there it is. So there is. So you have the push-off with the center and the guard where I think that's 91 from the Texans getting pushed out of there. And then mm-hmm. 90 is cut off. That's yep. enough. I mean, it's not the that best. That tackle did a great job right there because he's really exactly. by himself. The guard leaves early. The right guard leaves early to get on that linebacker. Exactly. It's, so it's not the best, but it's enough. That yep. sometimes it's all you need is enough. And you got when you got Derrick Henry, that's all you need is enough. And because he's going to shoot through there, as you see, as you hit play, he's going to fire through there. And by the time he gets tackled, he's at 10 yards. Yeah. I mean, just an incredible talent, but great job by then. So now we're going to go. They go nickel across. They're just an 11 personnel. So we, so everybody's going to try to match these guys. Like they're matching with seven in the box, or they're going to overhang six in the box with overhang safety. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's almost like if you're not fully committed to the run, it's just not going to happen like you want because they're they're essentially running the kick play here, Ag, where they're bringing everybody down and they want him to they want him to go one v one versus this uh, this mm-hmm. corner, dude. Look at this escape speed oh, by a 250 pound back. Look at this. He's <sighs> bye bye. Stiff arm, more stiff arms. Cut back. That's a problem. 
That's that Derek Stingley Jr. Great. He's going to be a great player in this league. That rookie number twenty-four for the Texans. Yeah. Great player, but it's like he's. I mean, a guy coming in from the from the college football realm has never seen anything like what he just saw. Like what just no, literally flashed cool. in front of his eyes as he took off like the damn roadrunner. Yeah, it's like this guy's a tight end side, but he runs nimble. You know, he's fast, and that's a problem. We got thirteen personnel here, two tight ends, and the fullback. So we can look at it twenty-two or thirteen, depending on how you want to talk it out with that fullback. But you just look again. Beautiful. And see, what I want to point out here, this is where the mindset with Derrick Henry is at. He's not even looking at 22 when he breaks the line of scrimmage. He's looking at the end zone. And that's where running backs got to have that mindset is when I get the ball, I'm taking it to the house. You know, whatever hits me going there. But he's already mindset. If you look, he's not even dealing with 22. He's maybe concerned about the D lineman and 50 to his side. But after that, he's running right past 22. Which is that you're talking about the safety. It Yes, uh, that's what 22. I was gonna. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I was gonna bring up, man. It's like it's it's crazy that the safety is surprised. Like, watch the safety; he's surprised by the speed. Yeah, he's surprised right here. Oh, oh, he's faster than I thought. Yeah, and he's out. Test. Oh, almost a touchdown. That's amazing. Yeah, and so that right there is the is the element of surprise, and some for most teams dealing in the division is not a surprise because you see Derrick Henry's two fifty, and what he worked on this year, what I've noticed. He's got that foot movement out. And I mentioned this with AJ Dillon. So sometimes AJ being 250, what good what is good for a D lineman or defense to do is stop his feet. So they have that quick penetration and make him restart. So then his, I mentioned this before, then his momentum, he has to start from zero to go back to you know, 60 miles per hour, whatever, get get downhill. And so that's a that's a bonus. That's a win for a defense alignment. defense to have that happen. And now Derek has worked on that. So when he does have to reset. He's back to full speed in two steps. So that's something he's learned as a pro. And I was like, oh, my God, now he's uh, he's doing something really special. He's great. So Malik Willis played for a couple of games when Tannehill was out. Tannehill has the same ability as far as running with the football. But you see here, they can run these RPOs. And it's like, if you don't hang it, quarterback's out the gate, right? Because everyone's committed to that. So this is what the Packers are facing. How do you stop it? Well, the Denver Broncos did a great job of stopping Derrick Henry last week. And what they did is they just committed an extra linebacker. They yeah. said, you know, we're going to go back to an old school. We're going to have three linebackers in the game. And why is this so important for us? Because we've been talking about getting Isaiah McDuffie on the field this week, mm-hmm. right? Devondre Campbell's out. I don't know if Chris Barnes is going to be back, but Isaiah McDuffie, Quay is going to be in there. Hopefully Chris Barnes is back. And now we can get three linebackers in the game. You see, they've got five, they got an eight in the box look here with five down defensive linemen. Yeah, they got right? a bare front right there. Um, and everybody's playing gaps and not moving or being taken out of their gap, and that's a good job by the Broncos' D line and their linebackers. So what? So what? When we say playing gaps, we talk about bare fronts. What we're essentially saying is, that for all the fans out there, is the ideal scenario for a defense is to create as many one-on-one matchups as you can. Because what you're, what we're essentially saying is, on offense, for Derrick Henry to be successful in plays like this. We have to win every single one of these matchups across the board, which means that, you know, conversely on defense, they just have to win somewhere. Like if one of these guys gets penetration, if one of them sheds the block early, if anything like that happens, well, then they can make Derek Derek Henry cut early in the backfield, which you just said he's been working on. But still, if there's any, if like AG, if there's any way to stop him, that's probably the the formula. Exactly. 98 gets off on Ben Jones. We make the play. 97 gets in there and gets his head in there to slow him down, too. There you go. Ooh, the linebacker hits that gap. Go back. Oh, I love that. We'll go. Is that 47? Go. 47. Yeah. Ooh, he looked like yeah, he got on John Lynch's number coming down like John Lynch. And that's what you have to do to a guy like this because he's 250, and he's already making people before the game starts, before the season starts, they're making business decisions. So this guy made a business decision. He's like, you know what? I might look. I don't know if he's thinking this, but he's. Most likely thinking, I'm coming downhill. I'm going to bring the fight to him. And that's what he did on his play to Derek. Josie Jewell, number 47. Mark it down in your calendars, man. This guy can play. And if you look at this again, 53, 49. If you start just reeling off these numbers from left to right, they each have a gap. So 47, what AG's talking about is all 47's doing, like this isn't rocket science. He's just filling his gap. That's it. That's all he's doing. 91 took the A. He went outside to B. Filled it hard. He knows that Derrick Henry has to show up there. That's all we're going to do, right? Can you take it back real quick? Yeah, sure. So I can show you if he doesn't fill this gap, what the problem is going to be. Mm-hmm. So when you run it, the center is trying to reach to him, to reach 247. 
And if he doesn't use the speed and the instincts that he does, then he's going to get caught up where 60 is going to come to him. And then Derek has a cut right. right there because the back 93 is double team with the tight end and the, and, and the other tight end. So he's gone. Now, if he, like I said, if he doesn't hit that gap, 47 does not hit that gap. Then you're talking about a 10 yard gain and maybe more dealing with Derrick Henry. Absolutely. And this might even be a run stunt because 91 comes a step, takes that step inside from the B gap to the A gap. So this might be one of the run stunts, which we know that Denver runs. Um, yeah. Next play here, we got a five-man, you know, we got essentially a three-four, excuse me. Two outside backers, 53 and 42, and 42 is just going to spike through here, make a play. And it, the most important part about all of this is, like, they're making these plays in the backfield. And I think that's really the only way from a penetration oh, standpoint. That's how you make plays. He doesn't make the play, but he makes the play, right? Like, in other words, he doesn't make the tackle. He slows them down. He but he makes the play, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, as you can him. imagine, A.G., when you run the ball as well as they do, as you're committed, you run 12 to 13 personnel all the time, you are going to be pretty good in play action pass. Oh, and you, better be. you look at, look how the chiefs defense is sucked up right here. I mean, that is like, right. that's out of a movie. Yeah. So I think this is Austin Hooper out here. They're tied in running, running a, a, a simple corner or a sale seven yeah. and like not a great throw by the quarterback, but wide open. Here's again, Austin Hooper, probably, you know, for being honest, he's probably there. He might be their best target, most consistent target, at least, but has the best history in the National Football League. I think that Traylon Burch is going to be great. Robert Woods is coming off of the mm -hmm. ACL, yeah. but, you know, starting to become productive. But really, like, this guy was doing it in Atlanta for a long time. He's a good player. You see they put him out on the slot, and he's just a big body you can throw to, man. He's a 245, 250-pound tight end. You yes, know, he's he not, not the greatest blocker in the world, but he's a little bit better than some of these, these new-age tight ends. Right. You guys can get it. Exactly. You got a bunch formation right there. So I, I just want I just showed the space because again this is what happens when you got Derrick Henry in the backfield. They sucked right up linebackers and DBs linebackers. are all in the backfield. Nobody even looking at the well, other than the DB that's head on uh, the top receiver. Other than that, everybody else is in the backfield. One safety who's off, who's ten yards off finally sees the uh, receiver coming across the middle. And it's like it's like the DB is probably being told you have to stay as deep as possible because they do have deep throws, especially when Trailer Burks is back in the game. So it's like, this right. is where the gap comes up. They don't want to jump anything prematurely, but like to your point, all the eyes are in the backfield. And so they can make first window throws. They can make second window throws. They just have time because it also does what to the pass rush. It slows them down. Slows them, slows them right down. Because they're all beat up and are they waiting for 22 to hit the gap? And that's, a, and that hurts. <laughs> nice fake. I mean, look at the time. Yep. You get all the way across the field, you know, to th to throw a high drag. It's it's it, it works. That's what you want. That's a win. So we got we got the trips look. So I just wanted to kind of show this from a scheme standpoint. I thought it was interesting. So you can see that we got trips right, and the way that the deep so the the Broncos defensive backs are tipping tipping their coverage right. So they're right. running quarters to the far side. They're going to run some version of cover two over here. So Tanny already knows it. He's sitting in shotgun. You can see it when you're when your safeties tip off like the like the Denver Broncos did last mm -hmm. week, which is really honestly kind of surprising given given their defensive history. Then all of a sudden you have easy throws where you're going to make that inside slot defender make a decision, yep. and you have wide open spaces because they're already showing. Now they do it again. They're tipping off early before the snap. Tannehill's in shotgun, and this is where having two safeties it. back there. Or like even we ran last week where we ran two safeties, put Rudy Ford in the middle, and essentially we're running Tampa 2 with a third safety. Like this is where muddling the coverage up, this is something you have to do with a guy like Ryan Tannehill. If you're going to make it crystal clear from him for him pre-snap, dude, he's an accurate passer. It's mm -hmm. always, it's That's never been the question. The question has been, are we reading coverages at, this, at kind of the elite, elite, elite level speed? Yeah, so you got to disguise it. Don't cheat. Uh, don't panic. Don't hit the panic button. I think when people cheat, they're panicking, uh, yeah, and they give point. up what they yeah, they give up what they're uh, trying to do to the offense. Do we got maybe one more pass right here? So you got empty. Yeah, so again, you got that play out. action look, and you just see these guys. Oh, so you know sometimes yeah. you just want to have fun. I know we're not playing the Broncos, but <laughs> you talking about the DBs <laughs> running to each other? Yeah, man. Sometimes it's like sometimes I'll just put stuff on here because you just you see something you go look, look at where is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, look at these two guys. These two four guys here. I mean, it's like who's on first? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> hey, look. So like, this, this is 
They ran the flea flicker, right? So right. they were not even watching. I mean, they ran a flea flicker for a touchdown last week. So good on them for running a trick play. Like, you know, you got to be smart about it. But <laughs> you see two guys fall down in the national football. Yeah, in, in the pro, yeah, in the pros, yeah, it's a problem. You just kind of got to, you just kind of got to appreciate it. So that's a Westbrook kind, the Nick Westbrook kind. So the tie, so. So that's that's right. that's, that's a good defense. one. To, that's a good one to end on for the Titans offense, man. But <laughs> the, the Titans defense is good. Jeffrey Simmons, like we talked about, is good. Bud Dupree's out. I think that's a big deal. It is. Um, he is a lot of. He causes a lot of pressure. He can get up the field fast. He uses his hand. He's just that speed rush, aggressive, experienced linebacker being drafted out of Pittsburgh. Drafted to Pittsburgh, and that's where he, he gained really good experience up there. So they, they limit teams to 85 yards per game, number two in the league, and 3.6 yards per carry, number three in the league. They've been beat up, like we talked about. They have 29 sacks. So you remember last year, they don't really have these named guys, but they're getting all of these sacks. You're trying to figure right. out you know, what they're doing so well. They get a ton of sacks. They run games, and, and Bud Dupree, when he's in, all the other guys that are, that are coming up from the edge, because Jeffrey Simmons, because Kevin Strong, because Naquan Jones, uh, Dear Tart, these guys can pressure through the they, – he, they take guards and centers and put them in the quarterback's lap and force problems. Now, the other thing you got to look at when you watch this team, and I don't know if David Long is going to be in the game this week. I think he's back. David right. Long Jr. is their, one of their linebackers, and they run stunt. to One of the ways they stop all the running game stuff is they right. run stunt all the time. And so oh, when, you okay. watch their, when you watch their defense, man, that is what stands out is this guy is like he's super active. And so a lot of people are going to say, how are we going to deal with these run stunts? And as we watch this, you'll see, like, not only there's there's a counter to that, right? Because if right. you're going to be if you're going to be too excitable about biting on the run defense, you got issues, right? Yeah, you're going to have people in an open. So this is from last week, and we'll just hit some real quick game stuff for, for fans to look at. So Russell efforts in the backfield, they run trips left, and they get confused on their coverages. And one of the things that you, we talk about a lot of times is one of the Tennessee Titans, like probably biggest strengths is they, they hide their coverages really well. Sometimes they hide them for themselves and you see guys <laughs> falling off and, and like what should be a cover two, nobody like two people shouldn't be carrying the underneath receiver. Right. So the end guy should have come up and they make these plays and guys are getting yards after contact yards after catch. I don't know why it's I don't know why it's all jammed up there, but what what we're trying to demo and maybe we'll demo it right here is these guys right. here's a they just do a phenomenal job of attacking. Here's a run stunt. Nice, nice jump. And what around. it does is yeah. and AG, like you know this from being a running back, right? When you're looking in the backfield and, and taking this taking this handoff, when you see initially you're thinking like, hey, left guard center have a great double team right here. Like, I feel pretty good about this. Yep, I could probably keep it play side. Or keep it, yeah. Well, it's going that way. Yeah. So, so I have now, a chance. Gotta wait though. And so now the center, you see the center's wide base. So 93 jumps from his left shoulder to his right shoulder. David Long hits that B gap, takes the guard off. And so they've overcommitted. Guy backdoors him. And all of a sudden, you're sitting in this position, like, man, I don't even have the ball yet. And these yeah. guys, these guys are going hunting for me. Been yeah, there, done that. But yeah, just try to be an athlete. Hey, That's hey, what hey, hey, back. hey, hey, what do you mean, been there, done that? Hey, take it easy. <laughs> Not, you, not very not, you later in your career. Oh, right, yeah. We De well, definitely later in my career. 100% later being uh, down south in Houston. Oh, for sure. Well, Tierre Tart, uh, this guy's been playing really well. Yeah. And, and and one of the things they do is they move around. And again, like we said, they do a lot of run stunts. And they commit guys to the line of scrimmage. You can see here, man, they, they're, they're playing man on. This is like early in the game, second and long, third and long. And they just want you to know, like, we are not afraid to take some risks. We'll play the sticks. And make sure you get out. Of, make sure you get out of there fast. So yeah, this exactly. was actually the first three or four plays of the, of the football game, or four out, or three out of the first four. No surprise. This, this is how they start the game. You know, it's like high risk, high reward, run stunts, mess up a couple coverages, super flo hard flow to the football. So like yeah. they're giving you the effort, they're giving you the physicality, and I think with a variable coach team, like obviously they're good with the details. They do make some mistakes and they do. There are some opportunities, but they just yeah. play hard. Yeah. Playing hard sometimes and having that effort, like you said, get sucked up in the, in the play action game. But uh, being aggressive throughout sometimes you get away with either doing stuff because you're doing stuff high effort, full speed. But then every now and then you'll, you'll somebody trip and fall or somebody just be off a gap in their uh, in their execution of a play. Then that's where the, some of the big plays you can find. But it'll be very few and far between.
Excellent. So this is one of those AG. So they just run an under center play action pass and you see wide open. This is actually an explosive play, you know, coming out of your own end zone. And like, why does it happen? I mean, they've committed to the run. They got three linebackers in old school. We got 13 personnel in the game or 12 personnel in the game, dude. And look they're at afraid. that. I mean, they're all, I mean, a hundred percent. Everyone's to the house. Yeah. You know, these plays couldn't be more open. You just need that one guy at lead receiver to block. They're essentially just running a flood route to the right, and it's easy football. That's where it is. Actually, in a pass coverage here, a pass alert. So, so uh, we talked about it before. They kind of they disguise their coverages. You know, sometimes you think they disguise them for themselves. So they got a trips right look here, and they end up bailing into like a cover two here with the outside corner. Okay, so they're trying to disguise that coverage. But what happens is when you bail into cover two, like which way is your shoulder supposed to face, AG? Cover two inside. Huh? So, inside. Look, so he's no, facing so, outside. You mean at yeah, the bottom here? Yeah, yeah. So he should be facing. He should be look where his his number one reads out here. He's got this half of the field, right? Yeah. But his, shoulder, his shoulder should be to the field. I mean, to the yeah, field. Should, his, like should, yeah. So, so because they ran this guy through the seam and they're not carrying him like they should. Again, sometimes these guys get muddled up with their own coverages. Like because he looks like he's man press right there. Well, I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about the guy on the 48-yard line on, on the left side of the field. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So he gets all bent, bent out of shape, realizes it too late, and that pocket's been open multiple times now already. It's only the second quarter of the game. Yeah. And this is – I mean, again, it just – the opportunities are there under center play action um, and, and some of these coverages where they're trying to disguise, it just becomes problematic. The Chiefs do some good stuff here, man. Like yeah, that's a good job by uh, Juju sitting in the zone, mm -hmm. finding an opening. Go back. Sorry, this thing's not perfect with the rewind, but yeah. So to your point, they're just gonna pray that you know. Sometimes you just pick on one guy. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of pass concepts. Like we're just gonna make this one guy make a decision. Yep. You know, if he goes out to the slot, great. We'll give it to Juju. If not, uh, like you said, great job sitting down. But like we're showing these plays, like all these are explosive plays, fifteen yards yeah. or more. And that's a good job of watching film because when you watch film, you get to see those little tendencies or little errors in maze that the defensive players are making. And mm -hmm. you, could, you could get some rewards off of that. So they go motion to trips, under center, play action pass again. And you just see everyone's equal. When everyone's right equal, that means Travis Kelsey wins, right? Because they're all facing the wrong direction. And again, I think there's just massive opportunities here. And you know what we haven't seen this year? We really haven't seen a lot of like a Robert Tunyon running these like heavy drag routes across the back into this and you see like oh. 51 has no chance of catching up because they're just too committed to stopping that run game right right and then they might need to get back to that you know get him in, in the open space when when the run game is activated so in the run because when you're running run stunts and i i don't know about you ag but i remember like when, when we were all playing together and we had a good mm -hmm. offensive line and really good communication we actually were very excited when guys ran run stunts and all this kind of stuff against us, because it's actually like for us, if we know it's coming and we can, we can predict it, it's easier to block yeah. than just blocking a guy who's like, can do whatever he wants. Right. He's using the kind of his skill and technique because mm -hmm. most of these guys have to kind of force themselves into a specific gap. So it's a little bit more mechanical and robotic. So you see here, they're going to pass off this game and kind of, we used to call this like a triple look, right? Okay. So we, they bring the well, they bring the safety down and they go both guys inside. They pass it off and they just get the right tackle just enough to turn the shoulders of that outside backer. Yeah, uh, and then this this kid who you know has been running really hard. Yeah, he's running really hard. Running really good. Not a big back, but he where he runs big. Nice. You look at the look at the toss crack. This guy runs angry, man. Good. Yeah. Like I said, he runs big. He runs yeah. big. He runs bigger than what he is. But good cut off by uh, some of the linemen here in the Texas Texans. Um, you can just see Lazard. You can just see Lazard lining up right mm -hmm. here, right? And then just, over. Yeah, yeah, just getting Deguara goes in the backfield. Yash coming around, making this play. Like up we, there, backside. Yeah, we've just seen this play over and over with the Green Bay Packers, so it looks like something we can afford to do. They go to the box. You just have to be able to punish them. I think they're just running an old-school gap here, bud. Yeah, they got skipped through. We didn't get to see the uh, contact run fits. Get back. Did I? No, wrong way. It like goes from there. Oh, there it is. Let's see if it what happens. 
So they got tight end left. So AG, so this is one of your favorite plays. So this is this is like 17 gap, right? So it's not yeah. power because we, we just have the this, this single uh, polar here. We don't have a fullback. 17 gap, you got three take, you got a nine and a three to your to, to the side of the of the play. So you know you're gonna get that two-man double team on the three technique with the left guard and the left tackle, and they're gonna push across. You got mm -hmm. the right guard coming around for that backer. What is your read here? How do you see this? Well, I'm saying inside hip on the uh the guard coming around. And and whatever he takes this guy, he if I'm on his inside hip, then it's, it's easy for me to just keep straight up the field. But if he ends up logging him, then I got to make sure I got enough space between him and I so I don't get caught up on the log block. That's interesting. So you're read, you actually have a trust with that pulling guard because yes. I know like Stephen Davis, when I was with Carolina – they were actually they actually taught to read this differently because he would backdoor it a lot because the center would get beat over the top. Right. And so they instead of reading the guard, they started reading either the either the uh, the center or the the backside the 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 inside of the double team because yeah. they want they, they actually tried to turn it into a different play. It's just like a trap. They're trying to look at it like they're making him. Well, like a I think that, yeah, it, and I think that was, but I think it was just because the the center was getting beat over the top. Of the oh, way. okay, yeah. Well, you know what well, I mean. So it's like well, you know how sometimes they're like, oh, this isn't working. Oh, that one play worked. Oh, let's change all the rules. Yeah, right. Was, yeah. It was kind of like that, bro. Because Flanny wasn't getting beat over the top or Frankie. No, either. Just, well, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. So I didn't have to worry about that. I didn't have to worry about it. So I'll just either follow you or Marco. Yeah. You know, if I was going left or right, if I was going left or going right, I was following you. If I was going left, I was following Marco. And I'll stay inside hip. And as soon as you kick out that block, that tells me, okay, you kicking out, I'm, I'm just turning it right up field. But if you get them and log them, then I'm, I'm kicking it to the outside. Okay, so I, I believe this is just the old, like, 95 release play. So they're going to take the tight end and run the backside. I think everybody in the league's is running this play. Yeah, or wham, or wham play. Yeah. So you're just reading. You're just reading the left guard uh, yep. is is read one into the backside mm -hmm. read two here, right? Yep. Yeah. So as I see play side guard got his guy contained, I'm hitting that as fast as I can. So I don't want no 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 arms tackling to come out. Get upfield. These guys are super aggressive off the ball. They do a nice job. They did. A, I think the center does a great job of just getting enough of that uh, on that chips yeah. on the left gap side to, before he comes back. That's just yeah. like super, super critical. Yeah, you can see the the hitting. I mean, right here they're being physical on the inside. Denver and uh, Tennessee's line off the ball. Dude, I absolutely. I just wanted. To, I I included this play just because I just wanted to point out. Sometimes you just want to point out when guys are doing an awesome job. Yeah. So this is right a out. wide nine technique, right? And they're just oh, running. Yeah. They're running yeah, right ninety nine handoffs. The right. yeah. They're running ninety nine handoffs solid here against uh, with a hipped off tight end. So this is not an easy block. This is hard. Dude, Look yes. at the job that the tight end and the tackle do on this nine technique, man. I mean, that's that's big time ball. Then he captures oh, yeah. 24's edge. Dude, that is big time. Yeah, that's ball. huge. That was nice because that was he's already wide. It's a wide nine. Yeah. Um, like you said, and then the tight end, he's sitting in a what we call that. We used to call that something. I can't think of the name it's right like now. Like hipped off though, right? Yeah, like hipped off. He's un uneven to the line of scrimmage where he can't. He got to come off fast to get square again. Mm -hmm. So he has to reset that. But then the good thing is he has help from the tackle to do that. And they end up getting the edge on him, on the DN. And so that is a, a double plus win because then the running back can get escorted to the outside without contact, as we saw with Melvin Gordon. And he was able to get Phil, get about eight, nine yard gain, almost the first down. One of the one of the things, obviously, when, when the tight end position turned into more of a receiver position, they started taking them off the ball because they could do those wham blocks, they could mm -hmm. do those release blocks off the backside. Correct. But one thing it does do is it messes up your timing. If like if I'm here and the tight end's here and we're working off, this guy's basically got to catch up to me, or yes. I'm gonna hit and he's got to figure out how to fit in. It's and not it, even. Yeah, it's not even, so it's not as clean. You're not gonna get the kind of push you want when you see push like that, and they really are hip to hip, man. You just gotta. Nice job, right? Because Great job. We, we know how hard it is, and especially with the lack a, of practice time they have in these in this place. These days, a lot of physical practice. A lot of physical practices. So you see some opportunities there, right? Under center play yes. action. You see 100%. some opportunities in like in trips and empty looks because they do muddle their coverage, but they also make some mistakes in their coverage when they're shifting. You know, they go from like we're showing three, we're going to two, right. we're trying to show our quarters, we show it too early. Like they do a good job on all that stuff. Most importantly, when they get to six in the box, we have to capitalize. And then maybe more than anything else, like you have to win on your double teams, an understanding All that you time. have to stay square because these linebackers are going to attack those gaps. And so it's gonna be it's gonna be fast. 
And so those teams that are trying to like knock the, the defensive tackle over and then rise up real fast, dude, you are going to get hit and hit hard. That defensive tackle is going to recoil. Keep it hip to hip. Go up. Make that linebacker commit to you and then let guys like AG, guys like Aaron Jones, guys like AJ Gillen, yeah. make that, allow them to make that read and make them look like the stars that they are. Yeah, because we know with Verbo's defense, they're going to be hammering the entire game. Absolutely. Coming downhill. So I got keys to the way you want to what, – what do you think you, – what are your keys this weekend, AG? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, can start, I can start this week. So with Packers defense, man, I say slow. You're not going to stop the guy, but slow mm-hmm. Derrick Henry down because then as the game goes on, then fourth quarter, he's, he's going to be, you know, trying to make stuff happen. And that's where, you, you know, you could continue to you know, tackle him in the backfield. That you saw the Texans were successful to do that. You saw the Broncos were successful to do that, but they didn't stop him, but slow him down, hold him to where he was at last week that the Broncos had. He had 53 yards for the game. They still won, but keep him in that neighborhood. And then you'd rather have make, Tanny beat you than Derrick Henry, right? And that's my next point. Take Tannehill out the game, you know, or make Tannehill throw the ball. One of the two, you know, and decide and be better at disguising those coverages because he's now experienced quarterback. It's been almost 10 years he's been in the league, regardless of how he got in. From a wide receiver to quarterback, he is now a quarterback and been at, been at that position for a while now. So if you give up the easy reads and coverage for him, he will just, you know, pick and dive because he knows every four plays, I'm going to throw the ball. Because the other four, I'm giving it to number 22. So do that, you know, slow Derek down, make either Tanny Hill beat you with the throw or take him out of the game one or two. And that's where the defense gives the offense challenge uh, to, you know, get in rhythm. So offense get in rhythm, establish the run game. So basically last week, Photo carbon copy of last week. Establish the run. Then the PAP is going to open up, and then we may have another. You're hoping for another Watson game where he has breakout or another receiver. You know, Tanya gets woke up. You know, gets some catches and some touchdowns going, and then keep playing with the effort and pride that we saw last week. You know, we saw that get that hundred percent effort that we're looking for as a team with the backs up against the wall. Your backers will get the wall. Still, you're not the wall is right there. Right there is not over yet. Still fight like that from the from the badger uh, from the back wall from the ball coming in and get a get you know try to get a victory here. What about you? What is your keys to the game? I like yours. You know, when mm-hmm. defense got to win the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. and I think this this Tennessee Titans team, quite frankly, up front aren't as good as they used to be. They've had some injuries. They're missing some key players, but because they have the right mindset, because they know no matter what happens, they're going to run the ball thirty times. Mm-hmm. Like there's a like. An offensive lineman goes into a game differently when he knows he's going to run the ball 30 times and then 15 of the pass plays are going to be play action. Right. Like you just – I'm just telling you, it's a more – like I'm going to be better because I know I'm going to grade out better. I know pro football focus is going to say I'm a better player because I don't – like I'm not I'm, – all I'm doing is running the ball and running keep passes. Like yeah. it make, it gives you confidence. Now, it might not be the most effective offense for everybody. And it might it not be sexy for, either. Yeah, so. but it works for these guys. So you have to win the line of scrimmage. Put Tannehill back in the shotgun. Try to disguise coverages, like to your point. But get Henry to if when we're when I say winning line of scrimmage, I want Derrick Henry to be cutting off his spot in the backfield. So we have to get some penetration, no question about it. Offense, you know, we got to establish Aaron Jones, three and a half yards of carry. We know it's going to be tough. Understand that they run stunt. Understand that there's opportunities because they do run stunt. Find the weak links. Find the soft points and exploit those opportunities for big plays. I think Aaron Jones has been doing that all season. It's just a question of, like, can we get the same kind of effort from the tight ends we got last week? And maybe to a, right. the larger point, in, in my in my third you know point of emphasis is, like, can we call the right game plan two weeks in a row? And, I mean, that, that, that honestly might be the biggest thing is, like, are we willing to say, dude, I'm okay with 200, 208 yards passing and 207 yards rushing because I know that equals victory for us. Like, exactly. are we good with doing that? Or are we going to be like, now the looks weren't right, so we had to throw it 35 times again. Exactly. We see, I that, just... we see that signing Carson in the garage with number 12 on the side. Like, oh, I got that thing over there. But 20 or the 33 and and uh what's uh AJ's number? Uh 20, I think it's 20, 28. Oh, we got 33, 20 over there. Okay, let's yeah. So don't get don't get don't get mesmerized by the number 12 over there. You know, stick that, to the yeah. 33. You gotta it's keep not that mesmerized, balance. right? It's just like it's just like you know. It's hard because you know how good he is. That's what I mean. You yeah, like, but, it, but, it's, but it's but then it's like it's like um, it's like when you have uh, when you have a bazooka, mm-hmm. but you're trying to kill a sparrow, you don't take the bazooka out of the case. You know what I mean? I get go, you. 
you go ahead and use the weapon that is required to win the day. And exactly. we have to run the football, play action. We just showed you guys on tape. It's exactly. ex- that is exactly – that's how they play week in and week out. Their linebackers flow fast. They run run stunts. They're and if physical. you sit and drop back, go watch the Rams game from last year. If you are dumb enough to sit and drop back against these guys, they will no murder you. And if yeah. Jeffrey Simmons is in the game, we do, I'm just telling you right now, and if, especially if EJ is not playing, we do not have an interior offensive lineman that can even kind of block him. And I'm not right. bashing our guys. I'm just telling you, he's. I didn't think he was he's like just that. that type of talent. He's right. like that. He is all kinds of that. So yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting, man. So I had a special hero of the week, and we didn't talk about it on, on Monday. We probably should have. Right. We have all these injuries. We have two guys out on ACL. We have all these joint, lower uh, body extremity injuries because of, in large part, of the turf, and specifically the silt turf, which is like Kentucky bluegrass meshed uh, uh, with synthetic grass, and they're saying that that's right. like the best solution. And right. here's, the, here's the thing that everybody needs to understand, okay? The NFL, like I, I was in the NFL. I was on this side. I did. I was literally the person doing the studies or, or working with like Penn State and all these different colleges that have these experts, have these oh, okay. very specific buildings that, that do this stuff, okay, turf experts. And all the rotational – uh, the, tur- the, uh, the, 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 the cleat, um, the different cleats that we're supposed to use all like I saw all of it. Okay. Here's okay. what I'm going to tell you. The national football league has a vested interest in making sure that those reports show you that it is a, there is a non-statistical significant difference between grass and turf because the expense of moving grass in, growing grass on a side on a, on a side thing and putting it through pallets yeah, see what, Tottenham's doing, what, yeah. what the Texans used to do like yep. it all is a cost associated with that that they don't want to deal with the players came out on Saturday and spent the day on on their social media saying this has to stop even if you even if you everyone wants to believe that your reports are not in the best interest of you specifically mm-hmm. you being the owners because we are the people that run your programs, the, the reason that the people show up is to watch us as a courtesy. Do us the courtesy of getting rid of the thing that we think is hurting us. And I Correct. don't know what's going to happen. I doubt they made any change, but I'm glad they started actually as a unified. At least they uni- said so. Yeah, you, as a unified source, they went out and said, this is wrong. Please make a change. Enough is enough. We've got a couple guys like Pete Carroll that are on the same page as the players, but okay. we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, wait and see. But uh like that coaches, there are some coaches that are supporting us too. This is big. Hey, AG, let's hit let's hit a couple things before we leave as far as the, the game, upcoming games. Well, Jesus, first of all, Packers Packers are minus three, which means they're favored by three in yep. the game tonight. We're at home. You taking the Packers in this game? I say I'm gonna take the Packers. I say they stick to the script from last week. Um, and it's going to be a tight game, though. It's not going to be just a walkover. It's going to be like last week going up potentially overtime or fourth quarter is going to boil down to it, and it depends on the turnovers. It's going to be just like last week. It was a turnover-type situation that got the teams to get even and then go to overtime. This is a mistake that I'm going to make right now, but after watching that tape again, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I, I watch the film, I make a tape, and then we watch it. Right. So I've seen it enough times. I'm, I'm going to tell you this is an absolute lock. The Green Bay Packers are going to win this game. There's no way they watch that tape, right? And and don't it, not not talk about our tape. There's no way they watch the tape on the Tennessee Titans and go, "We know exactly how to defeat these guys." Like they play physical. I get all of that, and mm-hmm. if we, it, it's, it's basically like if you don't drop back the entire game, we're going to be okay, right? Be okay. If, if, okay. if you if you put in like we've got tons of defensive tackles. Jaron Reed's playing out of his mind right now. D. Really Lowry, Ken, obviously Kenny. Like we got Kenny, Preston Smith can play can play run defense against these guys like and Igbari gonna have a hard night tonight because they're gonna lean on him a lot. He only weighs 245 pounds. He's gonna learn. He's gonna learn right. tonight. Right. But we can we can Isaiah McDuffie's in he's gonna be in there thumping. Dude, yep. I don't again I don't know the Chris Barnes situation. Hopefully he's in there with Quay. Like if we can get this those stops and just make this kind of the game that we want to make it, then we're gonna win this game. I'm 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 a, let's call it a lock. It's a lock. Yep. It's a lock. I've never made a lock before which means I probably just screwed everybody over. All right. <laughs> Okay. All right, let's do the okay. So they might move the Buffalo. The, so the Buffalo right. Bills are playing, yeah, because they're, they're calling for three feet to six feet of snow. <laughs> Good gracious, okay. They're eight and a half point favorites. AG, what would you move? What would you say if they're like, I guess the only real problem is because if it's if it's if it's snowing, it's really not that cold, right? It's no, cold, it's but not. it's not snowing, right? Exactly, 
But people I guess where the hell do you put that. three feet of snow? Like if there's three feet of snow, you were like, where the hell do you store it? That's well, the I, I've seen past uh, Buffalo, uh, I guess shovel with how they shovel out the stadium. They put it right in the stands where the fans are. Yeah, but three feet, dude. Like <laughs> that's a lot. Are, yeah, that's a lot. It's, man. A, it's three to six feet. That's a ton. I mean, so yeah, I think they throw it in the stands at the fans and they have snowball fights. That's what they do with it. <laughs> the Eagles, Colts, Colts at home. Jeff Saturday's second. He's one and zero as a head coach, right? The guy, you know, yeah. into coaching profession. They're six and a half point dogs. I don't think they're going to win. I think the Eagles gonna, uh, are going to bounce back. But God. If the Colts win this week, man, man. I would – I could be – I would crazy. just – I'd love to see what happens on social media. I'd it love to see be, what yes. happens with Joe Thomas and, and Bill Cower, both of who I have a ton of respect for. But the guys that come out and you're just like, dude, what are you talking about? By the way, what like what like what work did you put in in the booth before you got your jobs in, as commentators? Like what the hell is the difference? Like you have this sa- – like coaching is the sacred profession and be, being, being a media personality is like any – jackass can do that like I, i'm not sure that that's that's basically what they're saying right like it that's what, yeah in a way sense. That, it makes sense so uh but no i got philly here i yeah they they i said the only thing about philly uh, just a little just like a one percent worry is mm-hmm. the last two games they lost the last one and i remember mm-hmm. watching the texan game they had on monday night they were yeah. down in that game and then they slowly came back because of turnovers and all that so it's like not saying they are complacent, but they're playing as a team that's little, maybe too comfortable of what their record is. It certainly is. looked that way last week. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. So hopefully, um, was it? Uh, I forgot how to say the coach, head coach name. There, Scalani or something like that. I messed oh, it up. Sirianni? Nick Sirianni. 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 Just hopefully, as a coach, be mindful. Hey, hey guys, let's focus up. We got to play this team like this, the best team on the field that day. And so do that because I remember back in my time in Nebraska – we sometimes play a little bit slower because we like we're going to come in and we're going to do our thing. But we play teams. I remember Washington State had us down at home 14 to 7. The Cougs? My freshman year, the Cougs. And we, but we woke it up in the second half. And that was the only time we were down on that the rest of that season. Who do you season. think but, would win in a game this year, Navy or Nebraska? Navy. I'm sorry. Navy. I mean, Nebraska's pretty bad right now, right? I mean, it's tough. Like, it is, yes, it is, we are bad. Would you say, okay, let me ask you this question. We are bad, unfortunately. How many five-star recruits are at Nebraska right now? I'll probably say a handful. Did you, but they do have, they have five, maybe? At least five. They have at least okay. five, maybe more. But I'll, I'll say, if I'm betting on some number, I'll say at least five. Okay. Five-star guys. And the rest is three, four and three on down. And then, no. but then the mindset is completely you have four different. Th- See, I would I would have guessed that your team is comprised of, of two and three star kids with a, with a, with a sprinkling of four and five, just based on the last ten years. That's what have been my guess, honestly. You're about right. You're right. You but know what I mean? Like the foundation of, of your team's probably two and three star kids, which Correct. is not a bad thing. Like the Nebraska can develop talent, right? Yes. But, yes, they could have. Not uh, by not. It's like I like Iowa. Iowa Iowa turns three star linemen into uh into multi millionaires. Yeah, I mean, your first round yeah. draft picks. Tyler Endemol, man. Exactly. Okay, we got All we right. got Jets Jets Pats Pats by three at home. The Jets have that. not won this game in thirteen games. Really? Uh, I like uh the head coach here and motivation. He's a good motivator guy. He's a motivator. Um, Salah, I was with him in Houston. Great dude. Uh, but it's gonna this gonna be a test for him. I mean, he's getting tested twice a year with this team because of Bill Belichick's there. So it's going to be tough in that place. I say if, if Salah gets his guys to play defense like he has been throughout the season, they have a chance. But I, as a betting guy, I will take New England at yeah, home. I'll take New Bill England at home just because I think that uh, – A lot of respect lost, for Salah. They lost Vera Tucker and they lost Brees Hall. It's just kind of like – Yeah, that was tough. That was hard, the biggest It's hard blow, to sit here and go like Zach Wilson's going to go into Foxborough and win. You right. know what I mean? It's just hard to say that out loud. It's tough. It's Let tough. me ask you something. When you when you're around guys like Robert Sala in mm-hmm. Houston, are you know? I, I know there's been another handful of coaches that you've probably been around in your career, yeah. that, like defensive guys. You're like, God damn it! I wish I would have played defense. All right, I like that's how I wasn't when I was in Carolina. I was like, God damn it! I wish I played defense because I just love their. I like the defensive like lock that part of the locker room, right? And that meeting, I like those guys so much more than I did the offense. I was like, dude, like they, I vibe with you guys. Can I play? Right. Can I play with you guys this week? You know, yeah, that'd be Dean. So hey, check this out. So in Texas, when I was there, Kyle Shanahan was the OC. Wow. Mike McDaniel's was a quarterback assistant. Yeah. And Robert Sala was on the defensive That's side. And D'Amico Ryan's was the rookie of the year and second year uh, starting was, linebacker. He was, wasn't he a good player? He was such a great good player. player. Yep. Hey, and then that was Bill. Was that um, was that uh, that was uh, Gary Kubiak first Cubes. year? 
Coops. And Coops was Coops was actually an incredible coach. Yeah, he was a good coach. He struggled there because yeah, but okay, it was, already, fair, it was right? a mess. But like it was Denver, a mess. Like, but it wasn't on Coops, and I knew that. Like as a yeah. pro coming in there, being in Seattle, being in Green Bay, I knew the pressure he was under. It was kind of like my rookie year in Seattle with Dennis Erickson. Dennis Erickson looked like he was basically he knew his death sentence was coming. Every time we had meetings, every time it was just sick. as a fresh ever as a rookie, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I see him coming in. He's like, I'm like, oh, Man, sucks, I like, this might be it for me. I'm, exactly. And I'm like, Man, the NFL sucks right now. I'm like, Oh my goodness. So we saw that same, I saw that same thing 10 years later, or t- as a 10 year vet with Gary Kubiak. He just he would come in doing one of these and hey guys, and uh, you know, that's, huffing that, and puffing. that's a hell of a coaching like, staff though. Now, looking back, right. right? That's right, looking back, those guys were all together and they grew together. And no, I'm I'm not surprised at what they're doing now, you know, when they were putting that work in with us then in 07 and 08. All right, we got we got right. Giants at home versus Detroit. Giants are favored by three at home. So it's basically a toss-up game, right? So yeah, right. Detroit won last week, beat us, and then won mm-hmm. against the Bears 31-30. Mm-hmm. Goff's playing well, scoring still scoring a lot of points. What do you think? Um I like I'll say the, the effort for the Lions is what I like. Um, they just still make too many mistakes for themselves, but not that not not saying it's gonna happen here, yeah. but I just know Giants know who they are, and they are Saquon, and they got receivers to help out Daniel Jones off the play asking pass. So they know who they they know their identity. They're, right they're another they're another uh team like the Titans. Where you go, like if you're an offensive lineman or a running back or anybody on offense, you're kind of going like, "Well, I'm gonna have a good grade today, right? Because I'm gonna run, <laughs> I'm gonna run outside zone, counter, right. pass, play action pass, fake pass. Like, dude, it's like it's all you can eat, fun time. You know, every once in a while, I might have to do like one drop back for a screen or something like that. Sometimes <laughs> you watch these, like I get mad. I watch them, like God, that looks amazing. Like, oh my god, I could just see that cut. Oh, it's like running out. the veer option when I was in college. I remember oh I got to the god. NFL. I ran that in high school. Oh my god, yeah. you ran well in Nebraska, but you know, you that remember too. you go back in and you go, like, if you're in lineman, you like get to run the ball all the time. All of a sudden, you come to the NFL, you're like, what do you mean I gotta throw the ball? Like, I don't want to huh? pass pro sucks, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was, it does, yeah. 100%. Hey, Dallas, Minnesota is basically a push. It's plus, it's it's Dallas by Dallas is favored by one at home versus Minnesota somehow, which doesn't yeah. make any sense. I'm going to take Minnesota here. Me too. I'm taking Minnesota. What the um, hell? How is Minnesota uh, not a favorite here? I don't Even know. Even if this is a push, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm going with the Vikings. They play a good ball, and they got a guy by the name of uh, Justin Jefferson that could do special things. Best, <laughs> when, is he the best when, receiver in the league right now? I said right now, yeah. I said he's a guy that, yeah, if you got a bet on it, he's going to do some special things. He's, he, he shows up to play every game. He shows up. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chargers, Chargers, uh, Chargers at home. The dogs, though, six yeah. point dogs. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I said the only thing here is a divisional rivalry, and that obviously kicks up the 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 aggressiveness. The remember, the the, remember, this, remember the last time they played too. That was a hell of a game. Remember, uh, exactly. Herbert threw it to the tight end. The tight end was tired. Remember, he wanted to take yes. himself out. What the hell's his name? Yeah, uh, I remember that. And he, and he fumbled it or something like that. He no, no. He remember oh. he, he just ran a shit route. Remember he ran a shit route, sorry yeah. for the language, and then the guy went ninety-seven on him the yeah. other way. That was yeah. that was the Chiefs, right? Oh, it was a pick six. Yeah, it was a pick six. Yep, that was the Chiefs game. Yep, exactly. It got it got Pat Minnum off the ropes with that with that one bad play. Hey, let, so I know we we're running out of showtime here. What do you think? I don't know how much you watch the Chargers. What the hell's wrong with that team? Every year since two thousand five, two thousand five to two thousand nine, they got the most talented team in the National Football League. And they can't, Great question. They can't piss and drop. Now they got I, the best young quarterback in the planet. They got Austin Eckler is a great running back. They got two great receivers. I know one of them's been hurt. They got a tight end. They got an offensive line. Rashawn they got Slater, a defense. Yeah, they, they got well. So Nick. So Joey got hurt. But they yeah, brought Joey's in Mac. They, they brought in that guy. Darvin they brought Jay in the Jr. Patriots guy. Who they bring in the Patriots? The the, the the DB. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, what's the, what's the DB's name for the, the guy that they brought in? You know who I'm talking about. I'm trying uh, to think of his name. Hold on, we go. It's it's Jay something. Da, 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 da. Let me take a look at this because we got to get this name right. They came over for the Patriots for a monster deal. Uh, it's not Asante Samuel. It is. Well, they got Derwin James, who's a badass. Yeah, he's um, a good boss. But look, I, let me. I'm going to read you this defense. Morgan Fox from Carolina, backup three technique last year, plays here. Badass, like player. 
Bastion Joseph Day, good player. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, role player, not a great player, but a yeah. role player, a solid, solid player in the National Football League. Uh, Khalil Mack, Asante Samuel Problem. Jr., Derwin James, yeah. right? Problem. Bryce Cal. I mean, you're just going like, what the? These guys are stacked. What the hell is going on? How are you not good? How are you think, object and they're objectively bad on defense right now, right. aren't they? I would I would say they're just not on the right page with each other, player to player in scheme. So three four defense, where they're calling coverages to blitzes to uh, stunts, are just trying to get on that page of being together at the same time at the right time. Basically, that's what that's how I answer that question. Coaching, you said I think you just said coaching. Basically, basically. Now that guy Staley, Staley was with uh, he was a Rams guy, right? Uh, I believe so. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even have to switch houses. <laughs> I tell you what, good living out there if you can buy it, if, it you, if you can get it. All right, exactly. my man. Well, we'll see how this game goes tonight. Uh, we yep. will be back on. Well, shoot, we'll do the show on Monday. Still, we don't need to. Yeah. We we'll do a quick reaction maybe tomorrow. We'll do the show on Monday with everything broken down. Yeah. Um, does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes sense. That okay, makes let's sense. do that. Uh, Ag, tell everybody where we can find you, bud. Yeah, find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at amongreen 30 all one word. And if you're into video games, Amon Green's Gamers Lounge on TikTok. Well, what about Twitch? You, well. you always talk about Twitch with me. You want to tell everybody about Twitch? Oh, Twitch, yeah. That's where I do the podcast live on Amon Green TV, which eventually soon is going to be Amon Green's Gamers Lounge, where we uh, talk about video games and what's going on in the industry. And now Xbox, Mike, they have their six-month transparency reports on how they're enforcing toxic gamers. So bullying, cyberbullying, trash talking, okay. racial slurs, mm -hmm. uh, all type of stuff, how they're enforcing it. And they have the numbers in the, in the millions, man. Really? They, they didn't shut down close, close to 5 million accounts for all those genres. That's how bad gaming is. And they're trying to make it right. <laughs> it's crazy. I'll tell you what, man. Well, hey, listen, special thanks to our, our uh, sponsor, betonline.ag. Thank you. Yep. Find me, MikeWall68, uh, on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram. Check out our show anywhere you get your podcast. If you want to check out the video, go to uh, youtube.com backslash process to perform. Subscribe, rate, review on all the stuff we've got. Love to hear your feedback. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, go pack go. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 